Hello, everybody. Welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster, where I bring you crypto news, insights, and analysis from around the world in crypto and blockchain. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the Crypto Hipster. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3, show number 23 for the work week of January 16 through January 20, which is today. And uh, we've got some really exciting things going on today. And we're going to kick it off with um, with a major, major, major event that's happening. And that is uh, this Genesis crypto lender. Genesis has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Crypto lender Genesis um, is the latest to fall. The cryptocurrency lender has filed for Chapter 11 in the su- Southern District of New York. The firm has estimated liabilities of $1 billion to $10 billion and assets in the same range, according to the January 19 filing yesterday. Earlier reports claimed the company had been considering filing for bankruptcy protection if it was unable to raise capital to stem its liquidity crisis. In a January 19 press release, Genesis said it had been engaged in discussions with its advisors to its creditors and corporate parent digital currency group, to evaluate the most effective path to preserve assets and to move the business forward. Genesis now has commenced this, uh, this bankruptcy restructuring restructuring process. Um, The plan sees it contemplating a dual track process, pursuing a sale capital raise and an equitization transaction that would apparently enable the business to emerge under new ownership. Uh, mm, That is a big deal. So, so, uh, you know, the restructuring process will be led by an independent special committee of the company's board of directors. And, uh, and Gemini co-founder Cameron Winklevoss tweeted, the bankruptcy is a crucial step toward Gemini users being able to recover their assets. But claim DCG and its CEO, Barry Silbert, continue to refuse to offer creditors a fair deal and threatened to file a lawsuit unless Barry and DCG come to their senses. Mr. Winklevoss, I wish you the best. Um, yeah. Good luck with that one. Um, but you know, I'd just see your users prevail. Um, and, and, uh, see what happens here. Um, you know, in getting their return money because I know what that's like and losing your money uh, really, really, really is uncool. It's uncool. So let's, uh, let's talk about the next uh, thing, the next big thing that happened overnight. And that is, um, that is this, there was a drive-by, there was a drive-by at SBFs at Sam Bankman Freed's three men drove into a barricade and fled. Um, Three men drove their car into the metal barricade outside Sam Bankman Freed's parents' home where he's under house arrest. In a filing to the federal court, the lawyers for the former FTX CEO said their three men got out of the car after hitting the barricade and told a security guard guarding the home, you won't be able to stop us. The unidentified trio were then able to drive away before security guards could record the car's license plate. Um. Wow, you know, I've heard people losing their crypto uh, 
in a boating accident, you know, um, and I, and now, you know, people think that they can recover crypto by crashing their car into a barricade, to a metal barricade. Ladies and gentlemen, crypto doesn't fall out of the sky. So what's your, uh, let me know your thoughts. What are your, what's your most creative way you've lost some Bitcoin? Was it driving into a barricade? Was it a boating accident? Was it uh, cliff diving off the Alps? Like what, which way did you lose your crypto? Uh, let me know your thoughts. Okay. So that's that one. Well, interesting. Okay. But we're going to stick with FTX, right? And we're going to say, um, this is a big deal, actually. That was kind of hilarious. Um, not really, you know, if you're his parents, but for everybody else, it's hilarious. Um, here we go. Former FTX chief lawyer claims U.S. legal counsel channeled, channeled business to S. NC, SNC is Sullivan and Cromwell, a law firm. A former chief lawyer for FTX has accused the company's U.S. general counsel of channeling business to Sullivan and Cromwell, the firm currently serving FTX as bankruptcy counsel. Oh, I think I, I remember this word I can pronounce. It's um conflict. Yeah, conflict. Uh, Daniel Friedberg, who was the chief regulatory officer of FTX, until he resigned on November 8, made the allegations as part of a January 19 court filing. In the declaration, Friedberg alleges that or Friedberg alleges that FTX U.S. lead counsel Ryan Miller, who was a former partner at Sullivan and Cromwell, channeled business toward his former law firm across numerous cases. Friedberg stated, "Mr. Miller informed me that it was very important for him personally to channel a lot of business." to SNC as he wanted to return there as a partner after his stint at the debtors. You know where you can return? You can return to the communal shower in prison. Actually, you know what? Um, not yet. He's innocent until proven guilty. A lawyer and former chief of the Securities Exchange Commission of the Internet Enforcement, John Reed Stark, highlighted the magnitude of this allegation in a tweet. Tomorrow is a hearing before FTX bankruptcy judge John Dorsey, read the engagement of Sullivan and Cromwell. If this declaration is true, I cannot imagine any circumstance where FTX trustee would be allowed to engage Sullivan and Cromwell for any purpose. <gasps> uh -oh. See, there's a difference there between mistakes and purposeful mistakes. So which one was it? I don't know. That's up to people to find out. Um, and uh, that person isn't me. So let me know your thoughts and let's go to something else that happened this week. On Wednesday, I'm sitting there. I'm like, the market's going up. Everything's looking great. And then a little later in the morning, the Department of Justice has an announcement, a major announcement about a cryptocurrency uh, thing, uh, sting operation, whatever it was uh, they're going to talk about. In an hour, and the market starts plummeting. They said, oh, this Bitsolato, which was a Chinese national in Russia, um, we've, uh, we've suspended their uh, activity. So FinCEN placed, the bigger thing here is FinN, FinCEN placed Binance next to the darknet market Hydra as a major counterparty receiving Bitcoin from Bitsolato. Okay. The U.S., States, the United States Financial Climes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, a Bureau of 
the Treasury Department has argued that Binance is linked to the illegal cryptocurrency platform Mislato. In an order published on January 18, FinCEN stated that Binance Cryptocurrency Exchange was among the top three receiving counterparties of Mislato in terms of Bitcoin transactions. According to the authority, Binance was among the biggest counterparties that received Bitcoin from Bislato between May and May 18, 2018 and September 2022. Other counterparties included Russia-connected Darknet Market Hydra and the alleged Russian-based Ponzi scheme known as Finico. On the other hand, FinCEN did not mention Binance as the top three sending counterparties in the order. According to the document, the biggest Bitcoin senders to Bitslotto were Hydra, Finland-based exchange local Bitcoins, and Finico. Big difference between receiving and sending. Big difference between FinCEN getting records right and FinCEN getting records wrong. Um, my name is in the OFAC list. If you go and you look, Jamil Hassan is in the OFAC list with FinCEN. Um, according to FinCEN, I am a 70-year-old former Syrian Air Force warlord. Um, I've never been to Syria. I'm not an Air Force. I can't ride a plane. I'm not a warlord. Yet for the past five years, my bank account's been frequently suspended because my name is on that list because FinCEN can't get it right. So, you know, um, get your records right. But the other thing is that the market tanked 7%, and it really didn't need to. So really need to stop being scared of errors by the government and uh, get on long with our day. And let me know your thoughts about that, because my thoughts are pretty well known that, you know, you got to get your stuff right. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about a couple other things. OK, there's a there's a study by eToro where crypto becomes the second most widely owned asset class for women, okay? While traditional asset classes fail to foster broader adoption among women, crypto seems to have found success in bringing women on board, according to the recent eToro survey, okay? Uh, it's now the second most widely asset class for women, second only to cash. Um, this And this calls comes from uh, eToro's latest retail investor beat which surveyed around 10,000 global retail investors in 13 countries. According to the survey results, there is a significant rise in crypto ownership among women. And uh, that data shows that it's gone up from 29% during the third quarter of 2022 to 34% last quarter. So that's an increase of 5%. Um, and according to eToro team, crypto is succeeding where traditional financial markets have sometimes failed. Um, they, uh, yes, which is by bringing in more women, but I would just remove that sometimes word and, uh, let me know your thoughts on that. Okay. So that was one piece of news in the U S and there's one more. Um, and it is I'm talking about film festivals here. Um, Sundance film festival embraces blockchain and crypto film initiatives. And, uh, uh, you know, this year, the slam dance film festival and oscar accredited film festival for indie filmmakers I thought it was sunday slam dance i used to slam dance back in the clubs in the 90s 
you didn't see it. But if you did, I would ask you for your thoughts. Uh, the festival will see the premiere of the new film Fuzzy Head, which received its funding through blockchain-powered crowdfunding platform Untold.io. Ali Aksu, the CEO of Untold.io, told uh, said that um, Fuzzy Head could use people could use blockchain technology to democratize their financing process and open up investment opportunities to accredited and unaccredited investors. That's awesome. I've always wanted to be a film producer, never been able to break into Hollywood. Now, through decentralization, I can be a film producer. And if you want to be a film producer, you could be a film producer too. And making independent films is awesome. And um, I hope everybody does it. And uh, just don't, yeah. So let's get out of the U.S. Let's let's just go to Europe. Um, World Economic Forum. Actually, it's a statement by a South African um, Reserve Bank, but it's at Davos at the World Economic Forum this week, which was in Switzerland. So, um, according to the South African Reserve Bank governor, CBDC, central bank digital currencies, need to find a real problem to solve, and I, I agree. Uh, South African Reserve Bank Governor Lacida Kanyago, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, Lacida, highlighted issues around uh, introduction of central bank digital currencies at the World Economic Forum. Uh, in a World Economic Forum panel discussion dubbed In the Face of Fragility, Central Bank Digital Currencies, uh, Kayango voiced his opinions about CBDCs and questioned if there's a real problem to be solved by this new technology. Here's a problem. All of your fiat currencies are deflationary and they, defla they, they devalued over time. So from an investment perspective, you know, why am I going to buy something that, that deflates instead of something that inflates like Bitcoin? Of course, you know, if you have a central bank digital currency, you can't lose your money either. So protects you on the downside because you always linked to a fiat, but, you know, the central bank governor also highlighted that the countries that are researching and looking to introduce CBDCs highlighted several reasons for the implementation that include the modernization of the central bank. We went with the elimination of the central bank, making national payment systems more efficient, Litecoin and others do that, dealing with domestic market failure, well, everybody's doing that horribly, and strong financial inclusions. Wall Street's running scared. Um, however, the government official raised the question of demand, said uh, there has to be a national conversion before introducing CBDCs, national conversation before introducing CBDCs. He argued that before introducing this to the public, central banks should be should make sure that people actually want to use it. The people do not want to use it. Um, the central bank wants people to use it. The people want something that benefits the people to use. Um, so you guys need to get in touch. All right. Let's talk about the Bank of England because they might be sensible over there. Uh, seems like the central bank governors are not so sensible. So um, the central bank governor, Bank of England governor, questions the need for a digital pound. And that goes back into the conversation we just had. Um, the bank, you know, is there a need for a digital pound, digital whatever? Um, Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey highlighted that the UK already has a wholesome settlement system with a major upgrade. Okay, let's talk about your upgrade, sir. Um, 
he says he expressed skepticism on the need for a digital pound shortly after finance ministers from the eurozone countries backed further work on a digital euro. It's not needed. Use Ethereum. The Bank of Governor recently questioned the need for a wholesale central bank digital currency, citing that there's already a wholesale central bank money settlement system with a major upgrade. I just said that. He so did he. Bailey expressed there's no plans to abolish cash regarding retail use. The Bank, the bank of England Governor does not believe that retail payments need to change at the moment. Okay, don't change them then. I'll, compute, I'll keep using Litecoin and Bitcoin. Fine. Let's go somewhere else. Guys, 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 get with the times. You're old. Because um, come up with something new. All right. So let's go to Asia. And let's talk again about China. And again about central bank digital currencies. Fiat. Okay. All right. So. Chinese central bank to expand deployment of ECNY. Okay, so according to China's national uh, state institution, Xinhua News Agency, the head of monetary policy at the People's Bank of China announced that the country would be expanding the number of digital yuan test sites in the country from 11 to 23. They are spread out across 15 out of 31 Chinese provinces and autonomous regions. The PBOC is Chinese central bank and is responsible for the development of the E1, E central bank digital currency. Uh, during a press conference, Zhu praised the success of a recent rollout. Um, there you go. There you go with your central bank digital currencies again. And, uh, you know, do you really need them? Maybe China does. Um, but, you know, let me know your thoughts. And let's go to. Um, Let's go to Japan. Okay. So Japanese regulators uh, want crypto treated like traditional banks. Oh, this should be fun. Okay. So Mamoru Yanasi said crypto needs the same safeguards as financial institutions and banks. Financial regulators in Japan have urged global regulators to treat crypto the same way as they do banking, calling for tougher rules for the sector. According to the Deputy Director General of the Financial Services Agency Strategic Strategy Development and Management Bureau, uh, crypto needs to be controlled. Okay, If you'd like to implement effective regulation, you have to do the same as you regulate and supervise traditional institutions, he said. The problem, every currency is native to its country. Well, not every, but a lot of them are. U.S. dollar, Japanese yen, uh, you know, euro is not, of course, but or its region. Um Bitcoin is global. Ethereum's everything's global. So all these countries trying to implement their own rules on a global phenomenon that they don't understand fully. Um, you know, where's this headed? You know, where's it all headed? Let me know your thoughts. Um, and that is Japan. And let's uh, let's get out of Japan. Okay, we're gonna go to Thailand. Okay, um, SEC. Of Thailand offers um, cryptocurrency provider rules. SEC of Thailand, uh, the Thai securities regulator, now requires crypto custodians to have a contingency plan in case of unforeseen events. The SEC of Thailand is working to better protect cryptocurrency investors by introducing new rules for crypto custody services. Uh, the SEC 
issued regulations requiring VASP providers to establish digital wallet management systems to guarantee efficient custody. The new rules target crypto custodians or VASPs that provide crypto storage services. Yes. And the regulations include three major requirements, uh, including provision of policy and guidelines for overseeing the risk management of digital wallets and private private keys. The rules require VASPs to communicate with regulators regarding such policies and provide action plans to ensure compliance. Okay, let's keep an eye on what Thailand is doing because they didn't say CBDC. They said they're regulating wallets. So let's go. Um, and the next place we're going to go is is uh, Russia and Iran. Okay. Russia and Iran. Yeah, that sounds like a gruesome duo. Um, Iran and Russia want to issue new stablecoins backed by gold. Okay. The potential stablecoin aims to enable cross-border transactions instead of fiat currencies like the U.S. dollar, the Russian ruble, or the Iranian real. The Central Bank of Iran is reportedly cooperating with the Russian government to jointly issue a new cryptocurrency backed by gold. According uh, to Russia, the, the um, token of a Persian Gulf region would serve as payment method for foreign trade. The token is projected to be issued in the form of a stablecoin backed by gold and uh, enable cross-border transactions instead of fiat currencies. We said that already. I'm duplicating myself. The report notes that potential cryptocurrency would operate in a special economic zone in Astrakhan, where Russia started to accept Iranian cargo shipments. All right, so now you're thinking about backing up by gold. Okay, gold doesn't depreciate the value like fiat so that may be a good idea to include some kind of commodity and um let's go let's go let's see what happens um not that i'm gonna be involved in that it's russia and iran i'm in the u.s so i can't be involved but i can follow it and i can help you follow it too now we'll close out we're not in, an, in a geographic um but in a in a meme coin way today so Shiba Inu traders are in FOMO mode with the Shibarium launch. Um, Shiba Inu is hoping to become more than just a Dogecoin. Oh, my next article is about Dogecoin. So, inspired meme coin as it comes closer to launching its layer two network called Shibarium. Meanwhile, Shiba Inu token has emerged as one of the best performers so far in 2023. We're all doing well until that bits lasso uh, thing. Um, and uh, so the gains, so so they're reportedly a layer two network that would run atop of the Ethereum blockchain mainnet. It would enable developers to build and launch decentralized applications while aiming for lower transactional costs and improved network scalability. And uh, so they're building that, and um, that's pretty cool, and we'll see how that works. And then, like I said, we're going to finish with Dogecoin. Dogecoin carbon emissions are down by 25% following Elon Musk collaboration. Um, research shows that Dogecoin was the only meme coin to proactively reduce its carbon footprint in 2022, a key metric for mainstream adoption. By 25% in one year, thanks to the intervention of developers and Tesla CEO Elon Musk. One of the main reasons why Musk backtracked on accepting Bitcoin payments for Tesla was high carbon emissions. 
at the time. He believed that Dogecoin, even though it was created as a silly joke, was better suited for transactions. What is better suited for transactions, Bitcoin or Dogecoin? Let me know your thoughts. The benefit of Dogecoin, and a lot of people don't know this, well, he says, owing to proactive efforts, Dogecoin saw a 25% decrease in its annual carbon dioxide emissions um, and produced uh, a lot less than 2021. 1,423 tons in 2021, 1,063 in 2022, a reduction of 360 tons. Um, yeah, so Dogecoin is a merged mine with Litecoin, and it helps Litecoin with its, uh, you know, with um, speed of transactions, with hash, all that stuff. So um, because the merged mining is makes both more efficient and because of that efficiency, um, that also helps with carbon dioxide. So there's a dual benefit there with, uh, with Dogecoin and Litecoin. And, um, you know, let me know your thoughts. So this has been a, uh, a very interesting week. There's lots going on. There's all kinds of FUD in the market. There's all kinds of craziness. Like, I wouldn't think about driving my car into a barrier, a metal barrier. That's not cool. Lots of stuff and a bankruptcy and more and more stuff. There's stuff every week. And that's what we do here on the X Factor with the crypto hipster is we cover all this stuff. Have a great week. And I will see you next week on another episode of the X Factor with the crypto hipster.